0: Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up to date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to Arkansas Row Crops Radio. My name is Ben Thrash, Extension Entomologist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Today we're going to give you a rundown on what's happening in the insect world. I'm here with Nick Bateman and uh, Gus. So,
1: yeah, so I want to talk about cotton first. We're getting a lot of calls about the plant bug situation and uh it's looks like it may be one of the worst plant bug years we've had in in uh, recent history the numbers are extremely high out there and and these adults are moving into the field in great numbers i'm getting a lot of those calls where they sprayed four or five days ago and they they uh, people indicate to me that they got just as many as when they sprayed so and, and that's obviously a, a movement of plant bugs out of corn and wild host into the cotton field they just keep coming right now and i would encourage you to uh, get out and scout particularly next to corn and and wild host situations like uh levees and edges of fields ditches that kind of thing anything where there's uh, uh, weeds are blooming uh you know the the yellow flowers plains coreopsis are blooming right now but we're seeing a lot of movement in the fields right now extremely high numbers and and a lot of people have been forced to uh to go to you know we we usually try to save transform until first bloom but a lot of people haven't been able to do that this year on these on this pre-blooming cotton and uh I would encourage you to consider if the numbers are high, like if you're seeing those kind of numbers, you, you may want to consider putting a little diamond in the mix, uh, six ounces of diamond. And usually we do two shots about 10 to 14 days apart when numbers are, are as high as they are. So it's something to consider. But if you got any questions or or anything on cotton, don't hesitate to, to give us a call. But the numbers are extremely high this year. And we're seeing the, the the square retention is being impacted uh in some of our plots today that we looked at uh numbers dropped well below 80 percent square retention on cotton it's not even we're probably a week 10 days away from bloom and and we're we're seeing it's very very high levels of plant bugs also uh you know don't expect to get hundred percent control on on anything that you use and and the same can be said for this situation in mites i'm getting a lot of calls about spider mite issues in cotton and, it, and it's not restricted again like plant bugs to any one location a lot of a lot of mite activity out there with this hot dry weather that we're experiencing and and uh you know when when you make a mite application i don't care what the product is whether it's uh, abamectin or Zeal or Portal or whatever it might be, uh, when you, when you go back at four days, you can't expect to see zero mites. Uh, it just doesn't happen. And so, what we generally see with a lot of these miticides is, at four days, you can tell it's a little bit better than if you didn't treat. At seven days, it's a little better than that. And in a lot of cases, it, it takes out to ten to fourteen days to see those numbers really decline, but you're gonna see live aphids in the field after you treat and you, and you gotta be accustomed to that situation and, and not, uh, not overreact and, and make a second application before you give that, that initial application a chance to work. And, and that's what most of the calls that we're getting are in cotton uh, right now. And if you got any questions or comments on that, don't hesitate to give us a call if we can help you. My number is 501-9440-942. And uh, if you want to call Ben.
0: It's 501-517-3853. That's two weeks in a row. You remembered his phone <laughs> That's pretty good. And Nick, what, what's your number?
2: Uh, 870-456-8486. And I guess, is there anything else? Uh,
1: our, our moth traps are extremely low right yeah. now. We're not seeing hardly any bullworm activity out there. Yeah, it's uh, really say? low. It's really low. Yeah. Uh,
0: not much going on in soybeans. A few stink bugs here and there. We still have army worms. If you've got grassy fields, you know, check that grass before you make your herbicide application for for uh, army worms on that grass. Cause once you spray it and that grass starts dying, they're going to move off onto your soybean. So, uh, so check that out.
1: And they're still finding them
0: in pastures
1: too. Yeah, right? lots
0: in pastures, uh, you know, I got, got some calls today on that. So there's, there's a lot of army worms around. Really but not a lot going not on Not a lot going beans. on soybeans. Yeah. Nick,
2: help what's going on in rice? Until we get to heading, it's kind of quiet right now. I mean, there is some rice still going to flood uh where we need to watch out for weevils you know as high the pressure we've seen this year there's a there's a chance some of this going to floods going to catch that next generation coming out and and get some pretty high numbers and seeing a ton of rice stink bugs up and down the the ditches and roadsides and everywhere there's headed native grasses and uh, there's a lot of potential there for this earliest rice that goes to head in the next week 10 days to to have some extremely high numbers yeah there's a lot of
1: rice stink bugs out there and even in and rice that's not heading, I mean, we're, we're seeing rice stink bugs out in the field, like they're sitting there waiting on the rice to start heading, and I mean, it there's a lot of, lot of activity with the rice stink bugs this year. I think they're going to,
2: they might be pretty tough on us yeah, as this
1: first rice starts heading. There's a lot
2: of potential there, and you know, we've been running assays for the past month and a half. Uh, right now, we haven't seen any issues with lambda. That's going to be our recommendation. So look. Uh, the seed treatment trials that, that we're running
1: through now with the rice water weevil numbers, the, the yeah. numbers are pretty high in a lot of cases.
2: Yeah, so in our checks, you know, we're, we're pulling core samples. So to put that in perspective, a core is four inches by four inches. Our checks are running anywhere between 50 and 80, you know, larvae per core. Threshold's three to four. So it's running extremely high numbers. Uh, even over in Stuttgart this year, we were running 30. Usually we average seven or eight in our untreated. So it's extremely high across the whole state. And and, and the seed treatments are holding pretty good? You know, the the DermaCore for tensas looked great uh, in, in both our locations, whether it's Pine Tree or Stuttgart. You know, with all the rainy weather and everything, it took us forever to get some urea out and go to flood. You know, in both cases, we were 50 to 60 days after flood, we're not seeing as much there with cruiser and dips it, you know, as we would if we went to flood in a timely manner. Yeah. So, anything
1: else going on? Sorghum. Yeah, a grain lot of
0: sorghum. yeah grain sorghum. There are a lot of aphids around right now. A lot of people are starting to pick up aphids in their grain sorghum. And uh, midge.
1: Midge seem to be worse this year than they have in the past few years. Of course, we hadn't had a lot of grain, grain sorghum. sorghum. Yeah. Acreage out there, but it just seems like uh, getting a lot of calls. People are yep. finding midge pretty frequently, and in a lot of cases, you know, I, I, our threshold is one per head. But you know, I'm like, if I see one per three or four heads, I get kind of antsy and I, I start getting a little concerned about it because they hard are hard for a lot to of people to for. scout for. Yeah. yeah, they're hard to scout for. Yeah. Uh, but this sugarcane aphid between the midge and the sugarcane aphid, we we got we got to be real careful if we if we spray midge with a pyrethroid, we're going to blow that that sugarcane aphid up, you know. And it do, it doesn't look like there's a, a lot of black hawk out there, which we have used in the past for midge control uh, that's worked real well for us. There's not much else. uh There's not a lot of options there yeah. for for midge control and if you have to spray a pyrethroid you know you're opening the door to this sugarcane aphid problem and you you got to be aware of what the potential problem is going to be. So on the aphid situation where you know our recommendations are pretty much Savanto Prime and Transform and those are the two products that that have performed the best for us and you know we did get a, a a label for the sweet sorghum this year. It's fully labeled now. We don't have to worry about a 24C or anything like that. We have a label with Savanto Prime for, for the sweet sorghum producers, that little bit of acreage that we got out there. That, that's been devastating to those guys. This sugarcane aphid's been r- really tough on them uh, making sorghum, but, but we do have a label for that now and they can use
0: it. Is there anything else? I think that pretty much covers it. I think that's everything we got. All right. Thanks for joining us on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.uada.edu.